uh, when we talk about enforcement, we need to think about selectiveness of enforcement of rules of international law. And you mentioned quite rightly so that some states who are more powerful feel that they sort of have a license to disobey the rules of international law or, if you like, pick and choose the ones that suit in a particular, well, I think we can agree, political situation. We can see it on the example of humanitarian intervention and where it does take place, how quickly it takes place, and then we can contrast them with examples where it fails to take place. One of the most recent ones that we can compare is the intervention in Libya, quickly compared with the fairly similar situation, I think, in Syria, where international community was very reluctant to take any role or any stand relating to this situation. I think there's also that example of um, prosecutions at the International Criminal Court. Wonderful in theory in terms of international law set up a court to deal with crimes against humanity and other such serious crimes. But you need to ensure that every state is brought to account. So there is definitely what would appear to be a bias in terms of prosecutions there. Now, hopefully in years to come, we will see that dissipate and um, states from across the globe being brought before the court rather than just that small number of African states that have been brought there so far. But I think there is scope for the system to deal with that. And, you know, in fairness to International Criminal Court, it's still in fairly early days in the the scheme of law. So absolutely, I hope it'll develop. I think you're right. I think when we're talking about international criminal law and, of course, holding those guilty of war crimes, crimes against humanity, genocide to account... We're looking at the system that pretty much developed only in the second half or close to second half of the 20th century. It is quite recent in context of overall framework of international law. The first successful prosecutions of war crimes, crimes against humanity, took place at Nuremberg. Fifty years later, we're looking at conflict in the former Yugoslavia, Rwandan genocide, and ad hoc international criminal tribunals were created to address this heinous crimes. However, there is no manual on how to do international justice. It's pretty much justice in the making and very early steps of this international justice. You mentioned international criminal court. Well, it only came to existence in 1998 when the Rome Statute was created and then it came into force in 2002. Now, that's quite early. We're talking about just a little bit more than a decade and we've only seen the first judgment of the ICC coming out last March in case of Lubanga. So I think, of course, there is a lot of criticism to be made But I think we should be also aware of how complex these processes are, how many stakeholders they involve. And actually, it's also the process in the making. There is no perfect manual. It's it's very much of a learning process. I think you're absolutely right there, Olga. There is that... I think the International Criminal Court shows that development happening really well. So we've gone from Nuremberg to the ad hoc tribunals to setting up a court and then its first judgment coming out. And also you can see international law is a 
I was going to say a living instrument, it is multiple living instruments, but it grows and develops as society changes. So, for example, at the moment there is substantive work going on in reforming the United Nations itself, um, which is kind of the arbiter of much of the international legal system and sort of the watchdog for it. Um, So we're seeing it develop to take account of, well, the growing power that's happening in China, the issues with enforcement that we have with some of the other bigger states that were involved in the original setup of the UN. So international law is set up to develop and grow and meet those challenges, and we can see that happening in practice, I think. I think there is also a huge role for domestic system to to learn from achievements or developments at international level. Just to give you an example, the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia will soon come to the end of its mandate. Now, of course, there is no way ICTY can prosecute every individual guilty of war crimes or crimes against humanity that's been committed during the conflict in the former Yugoslavia. However, war crimes chambers of Bosnia and Herzegovina have been established which are a national court, to deal with prosecutions of those guilty of war crimes and crimes against humanity committed during the conflict, but within the domestic sphere. I think we also need to remember that there are limitations of what international law can do, at least in its current form, and that actually domestic institutions and domestic legal systems can also come up to speed to bring these developments at international level a bit further and make them relevant for the communities. And I think that really demonstrates one of the good things with international law. So within every international treaty, there is an expectation that the states party to it will embed that law in their own legal system and therefore make it domestically enforceable. And I think you get a really good example of that with a regional international treaty, the European Convention on Human Rights, and then we see it in the UK embedded in the Human Rights Act. So you can see how that's working in terms of embedding international law at domestic level, and then you can follow the process back up where you can enforce it in UK courts, you can enforce it at the European Court of Human Rights. So you can see that flexibility within international law to take account of the different national circumstances, the different states' perspectives on justice, their different legal systems, but also then subscribing to something as an international whole that are standards that everyone should be held account to. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.